Welcome to the Perfectly Sane Show, episode 664. I am Chris, always joined by Tony. I never understood Jeff's love of Disney until I discovered the Disney Swinging Club. Oh my god. <laughs> that threw me for a loop. <laughs> what is it called? Something on Main? Uh, Swingers upon Main. Swinging on Main or some crazy uh, shit. Like, it's real. I read the replies. It's real. Okay, so I think the thing is real, but the video isn't. <laughs> oh, the video is fake. Yes. So it's like a parody or yeah. yeah. Like, people were posting the replies like you go on there you see people on there like it is like there is like a whole like disney community like there's people that know each other like yeah, there's a lot I, of disney bloggers, you know like yeah but I, I, I didn't know that they like some of them were fucking like what i, guess I mean obviously they are obviously yeah i fuck each other i i don't know okay it's cool mm-hmm. i'm i'm down with it i know exactly we know <laughs> Jeff's like, don't out my profile. Uh, your secret is safe with us. And everyone listening to the podcast. <laughs> Earl is here as well. And I would just like to take this opportunity to announce that um, going forward, I will be voiced by Troy Baker on this podcast. As is everybody else. So, <laughs> Jeff, how are you doing? We love lists, folks, don't we? Don't we love lists? Who doesn't love a list? Lists love, are fun. I love a good list. Lists, lists are fun to, to go over and debate. And, um, yeah, we're I have not a list gonna... of the reasons why I hate lists. I mean, that's another list, though. So It's ironic. Um, we're not going to go over any news this week. Uh, the Microsoft show happened. Um they're releasing stuff, so they say. We'll see. Uh, we'll talk about that next that week. Whip, you know, mm, in, in first person, nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. They, they somehow I'm, managed I'm to only announce one actual date. The rest are like fall. What was what was the actual uh, date? Uh, update two, which is like May something twenty twenty four. Yeah. Should probably yeah. give those games a shot one day. Everything else is like uh, the the two big games, Avowed and and Indie, are fall twenty twenty four. Yeah, well, yeah. which one is gonna make it? Neither of them. We'll Possibly, them in, very, I think. In, I think in February and and one in April, and one of them will be horrible beyond recognition. We'll figure out which one it is when we get. There. I could see. Look, I could see Avowed making it because obsidian will just fucking release it <laughs> and you know it, we don't know the scale of about i mean i didn't watch the video so i who knows but like you know outer worlds was a little smaller and yeah it probably wasn't perfect but it was you know i fun. mean get, given that it is obsidian maybe they'll just release it and they won't care if it's finished that's what i'm saying so maybe They're maybe gonna... we can guarantee that fall date you would hope that Microsoft would be very wary after after last year, but who knows? I don't know. I just feel like uh, just do it. I didn't. I, well, we'll get into it. I, I thought Starfield was all right. No, and on but, but yeah, we we will talk about Starfield. I'm sure. I, more Redfall and um, Forza kind of being without features and. Oh really? I didn't know that about Forza. Like it's just it's just a it's just racing. Like there's no 
there's nothing else to Forza. Like, it's great. The racing is fantastic, but it is just that. Like, here's the track, race it. Um, so, yeah, Starfield was their most complete game that released last year. But I'm sure it's going to come up at least once um, as we discuss our uh, our top tens. We're going to go through all of our top tens, and then uh, we'll see what is in common and then what we want to put on our joint top 10 um as we always do every year um i think that the the knife fighting has gotten less and less over the years but i, I think the knife fighting happened last week i think that one has more <laughs> yeah there, there was a little bit more I'll see if I got something left in the tank for you <laughs> fucking mario movie <laughs> not it's not nominated. It's not on the game of the year. Yes, yeah. Wait, we, well, can't, maybe can't it is. You never know. <laughs> the Mario movie can't hurt you, Jeff. <laughs> All right. Um. Well, let's kick it off. Number ten, Tony. What do you got? Uh, at number ten, I have Merge and Blade. Um, I don't. I don't normally play games like this. It just like roguelikes don't particularly appeal to me, but like merging the merging of the guys to like create the bigger guys and like the upgrade system and like actual challenging battle. It was just so much fun. I put so many hours into this game and it plays so quickly, um, which I think I value a lot more now than I used to. Like you can play through a game of Merge and Blade like in, 10, 20, 10, 15 minutes. It's just, it's just super fun. It's super easy to get into, super easy to play. I love it. Nice. I I will venture to guess that it is not going to be on anybody else's list. No, that's... I've never even heard of this. <laughs> I, I remember I've, I've, talking about yeah, it. Yeah, I talked about it probably in like February. It's, it's I, I don't, I don't, that's when I go make a drink. What was it? Was it a Game Pass game too? It was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That That's where it came up. Um, how about we do this just to, to limit time? If somebody, like, let's say I mentioned Starfield as my number 10. Um, if it is higher on somebody's list, somebody just goes, "It's we're not going to talk about it right now. So we don't talk about it like four times. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. So Tony has Merge and Blade at number 10. Earl, what do you have at number 10? A sweaker game. Um, again, one of those kind of like last minute additions. And I put it at number 10 because the release date's kind of funky. I think it's like a 2021 game, but it actually made a release in America in 2023. But I talked about this recently on the podcast. It is that uh, fruit matching puzzle game. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly, it's really just been a really relaxing, comforting um, experiment over the past month, month and a half. It's um, charming. It's cute. It's $3. You can't go wrong with that. There's also mobile and phone versions. Uh, and yeah, if you haven't checked it out, I do recommend trying it. It's it's just a really fun and delightful game. Um, maybe muted after like the first two or three games, so they do need to add more tracks. Got it. All right. Um, my number ten is Starfield, so I'm gonna guess that we're not talking about that right now. Save it. Probably not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> say, say that one a little bit. Okay. All right, uh, Jeff. What is your number ten? My number 10 is Resident Evil 4, which uh, feels like a bit of a cheat, 
but uh, I needed something in the number 10 slot. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great year for games. It really was. Um, but, like, to me, like, I didn't play, like, I played about 30-something games. Uh, you did what year. I normally do. You got obsessed with, like, a really, really good one. Yeah, well, that was that, that's the thing. It was a great year for games, but it was, like, you know, when you look at the best years of games, you're talking, like, you know, like 2007 or whatever. You're talking about, you know, four or five games that were, like, amazing that year, and that's what it's about, and that's kind of what my year was about. It's just, like, games I really loved and really poured a lot of time into. Anyways, long roundabout way of getting to Resident Evil 4, which is, you know, one of the best games of all time. I know, Chris, you have, like, some problems with, with it. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I look, it, it didn't make my list. It's a very good, Resident Evil 4, the original one, very good game. This mm-hmm. is, I think, a better version of Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Uh, it's just not how I like Resident Evil. Like, I prefer 1, 2, and 3 with the puzzles a little bit more. Well, I, the action. I, I prefer those also, and I also kind of share some of your problems with Resident Evil 4, but, like, I could still... There's times when I'm playing Resident Evil 4 where I'm like, this is the best the series has ever been. Like, there there are... like It is longer than any of the other games, and it, like, somehow manages to keep, like, that basic, like, action fresh throughout and, like, come up with different scenarios. And this remake was enough of a remake that I think, um, I mean, it's, you know, it got nominated for Game of the Year at the Game Awards at the Keeleys. Um, yeah, they did enough with it that it, like, it really did, like, this is a game I've played through probably almost ten times, and, it, and they made it feel fresh. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, no complaints. Tony, what do you have in number nine? Uh... Number nine, uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh, we're we're gonna hold that. Yeah, for, brief, <laughs> briefly, like not, not not too long, but we're gonna hold it briefly. Uh, Earl, what do you got at number nine? I'm assuming not a game on anybody's list to hold. Um, but just to see Cosmic Chaos. I don't know if you folks remember when I talked about this. Game. I think we're gonna hold. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so if you remember when I talked about this over the summer, but it was just a really cute and adorable um, isometric, um, you know, top-down kind of beat-em-up RPG game with the Justice League that I think harkened back to what made me fall in love with comic books and DC in particular, more like Super Friends and that then kind of what they've become with the Snyderverse and all that other stuff. Um, but the actual game is just like fun and witty and you know, I don't that that's it's a, I don't think we get a lot of games focused at kind of kids, and I think it's just nice to have a game that's like kind of simple and action to play, but also kind of you know, full of personality and character, and it's not like super easy and dumbed down for kids. <laughs> it looks super cute. Did did this just hit a Game Pass? Did I did I see that? Is it on Game Pass? Maybe not. Maybe maybe I maybe I'm making that up. But some of these DC type games do hit that. But maybe I was hoping. Um, but it looks super neat. Like I, I love the art style on it. Yeah. Um. All right. My number nine is uh, Marvel's Spider-Man Two. Um, I came around on this drastically. <laughs> um. It uh. It it did not start great. 
Um, it's ah. very slow, lots of story, um, and you're not enough Spider-Man. Um, but it, but it's one? What, what was that, Earl? Which one? Uh, either, either of them. Spider-Man. It's you. You are you're spending a lot of time as Peter hanging out <laughs> with with Harry Osborn or Mary Jane. Um, sometimes you are Miles hanging out with Genki or um, Haley. Um, you're not Spider-Man enough in the opening four or five hours of that game. Um, fortunately, once you get past that, it does open up. You are playing Spider-Man, and as as you get more and more powers, um, eventually Spider-Man gets the the Venom suit, uh, the symbiote suit, and that kind of changes things up, and and the story starts moving quickly at that point. There's some really good boss fights, and it's just super enjoyable. Um, I ended up platinuming that game, so crazy. Um, I like mean, I, 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 I want to go back to it, but like those first. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I will. And you know what? The same thing happened to me with the first one, but I, I will go back to it. But it is for a game that's twenty something hours long for it to like spend four or five hours uh, warming up. Kinda, yeah, kinda, it, you know, it was really disappointing, and I think that we all we all had the same reaction to that opening. I think once you get past Coney Island. Um, and like the venom stuff really starts to kick in, then uh, it 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 becomes real fun, and you're playing a whole lot more Spider Man and um, these cool powers like uh, both as Miles and as Peter. Um, it's it's good time. Uh, Jeff, what do you got at nine? For number nine is Starfield. Do we yeah, hold the discussion? I, I, I think we're gonna have to hold that one a little. Longer. Okay. Okay. Um, Tony, what do you got at eight then? Uh, Monster Hunter Now. Oh. Um, oh, yes. I'm, I'm, actually sur- I'm surprised you haven't played this, Earl. Mm. It, uh, I, I mean, I like the Monster Hunter universe. I think the games are fun. This made it like so bite-sized and so interesting. I, I like just being able to like pull out, pull out my phone and spend like it. The the fights are only. What, a minute and thirty seconds long at most. So it's a really nice thing to like just sit around and, and, and play. The fights themselves look really cool. The graphics are nice for a game of this sort. Um the fighting feels good. Uh the weapons have weight to them and each weapon is different in dramatically different ways. Um and it does incentivize playing a lot without spending a lot of money to like get new weapons and upgrade and keep hunting. Um so, for instance, every day it gives you like ten healing potions, and that kind of kind of helps you out, like pushes you through to, to play every day and, and 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 get get your time in with the game. I really enjoy it. I I love playing like on my commute. I play this game like all the time. I think I'm up to like hunter rank sixty nine. I think I hit sixty nine today. So I, I put a lot of time into this game. It's it's a lot of fun. How does like it's it's Niantic, right? The people who make yeah, Pokemon it, Go. And it's it's very similar. You walk around, the monsters are on the map. You can go out okay. and find them. Um, they've added like uh, you can fight like five monsters in a series. So you see like locations around okay. the city. You can walk to them and find oh, a neat. bunch of monsters in a row. Um, or you can just go out wandering, looking for the one that you need to, you know, get pieces for, so you can upgrade this particular piece of equipment. Um, I like the game loop. Like it's literally kill the monsters to get better equipment, so you can kill better monsters, so you can get better equipment. But kind of, kind of central to gaming, like understanding what gaming is. It's 
it's a great game. I, I really do enjoy it. Cool. Earl, what do you got at eight? Um, so this is the first one on my list where it can go either way. I don't know if anybody else has it. I don't know if you folks loved it as much. I know you folks didn't enjoy it as much as I did, but Exo Primal? Um, no. Okay. no I, I, I think you're the only one with it on your list. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I, I know we did. I like and I, Yeah, I think you folks dropped off of it faster than I did. Uh, but yeah, I, I just had an absolute blast with it. Um, I think part of it was because I continued playing with my friends. And um, just like the whole... It's a weird, weird game. Don't get me wrong. The PvPVE element, the fact that you progress the story by not necessarily completing specific missions by like but doing a number of them in order, not even in order, just a number of them. Yeah, it's, it's the fact I that think to finish the game, I had I, I and I finished it early. It's like you have to play sixty or seventy missions. Yeah, um, and, to, to hit the ending. And then even then, that's I, I I do think they actually do give it to you. But then it's like you can randomly run across the ending again, yep. <laughs> or like different boss encounters. Um, like I, again, I have my friends. I have one friend though who's very like he does not like not knowing what he doesn't know. It's like he was like one of those people who just kind of went through the games. Like I, you know, like, it's kind of fun when you kind of first experience some of the um. Oh, this isn't gonna be PvP. This is gonna be PvP. You, you teaming up versus the giant enemies. Like, oh, wait, what's gonna happen? I'm like, oh, this is kind of ruining it. But like the first time you fight like one of those um, Neo Tyrannosauruses or something, where it's like this huge stage boss. It's and you're fighting with what but, normally would be the other team. Yeah, like they're on your team this time around. It's neat. Yes, and figuring out those patterns and the fact that like. Like, yes, at the start, it does feel very kind of samey because you're finding, like, the same. And then, like, oh, we're going to introduce, like, sniper dinosaurs. We're going to introduce... It's so like, dumb. Yeah, it's dumb, but it's such... It's dumb in the best possible way. And I will say, if not, you know, if it was on Game Pass, I don't think I'd pick it up. But, like, I was happy it was on Game Pass. I'm happy I got time with it. Um, it was just a delightful, delightful game. <laughs> yeah, super goofy. Um, I'm glad that Capcom released something so... So weird. Um, all right. I, I feel this is probably only on mine and Earl's, uh, but I'm guessing it's going to be higher up on Earl's. Hi-Fi Rush? Yes, that is something we can save. <laughs> all right. Jeff, what do you got at number eight, then? Number eight. <laughs> Shout out to Sean. Uh, I have Hogwarts Legacy. Which, we can't uh, talk about that, so moving on. I get to talk about it at the end of the fucking year. <laughs> go, it's go okay. Ahead, you guys are be okay. <laughs> it's a very good, like open world, like traditional open world uh, game. You know, like slash RPG. That the deeper you get into it, uh, the combat just starts to feel better and better and better because, like, as you get cooler and cooler spells, it just. It, it just really starts to flow and, and you get like you know there's a surprising amount of like spells and, and stuff that reminds me of some of the games I've been playing recently where it's like you could charm someone into like fighting for your team in the middle of the combat uh, like you know that's like one of the spells you could do but it's all you know like um, you know not turn based it's, it's just straight up action and it feels really good as it goes on nice um, and Tony, your your kids played a bunch of it, right? They did. Yeah. They, they they did seem to enjoy it. All right. Uh, Tony, what do you got at number seven? Uh, Jagged Alliance 3. Uh, really great new entry to uh, a really long-running 
uh, mercenary um, strategy tactical game. Um, I I really liked this one. It's got a really odd, goofy sense of humor, um, but the actual strat uh, combat is really really fun. Um, there's a map of stuff to conquer. Uh, the game is very very challenging as it goes along. Um, as you conquer things, the enemies actually fight back and try to take back parts of the map that you've already taken over. So you're always thinking like, do I move my squad onto this next space? Do I build defenses? Like you're always making like really tough decisions. Um, and the game does throw a lot of stuff at you to get you give you a real sense of urgency, kind of like XCOM. Um, there's all this all all these things coming going on, but you can only do so much at once. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. It's probably the second best mercenary sim that came out this year. I assume we're going to talk about the the, first, the best the mercenary first. sim at some point. That's what we in the business call a hook. Yeah. <laughs> Earl, what do you have at number seven? I'm hoping I wrote this down correctly. Yeah, you want those games, right? So here you go. Now let's see if you cared them. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so this is the uh, game where it is a bunch of like those games, like those fake games you get in mobile ads that they you'd see like, oh, you know, like do this math and like have this knight defeat these people in the tower, or here's some beakers and you take this liquid and you pour it into another liquid thing and you got to make sure all of them have a solid color. Somebody's like, we're gonna take these games, we're gonna bundle them together, we're gonna actually make a game out of them. And it's gonna be like this really stupid, nonsensical thing, but it's a ton of fun because it's like, yeah, fundamentally these games are solid ideas. It's just like nobody wanna be inundated with these ads constantly and just like taking them and actually doing them and turning them into these games. Like, yes, I want to spend hours figuring out how to move cars so they, they go in a specific time. And then like you do something and you screw up and you're like, okay, I got two shots. I can do this better. I just need to work on this. I can get this down. I can, you know, I can shave off like a couple of seconds. I can do math quicker in my head. I you know I can, I can get this all done. It was just, a, it's a really fun game. It's a really what? super premise that they made work. So What is the game? Yeah, you want these games, right? So here you go. Now let's see you create them. That is the full. Oh, time. that's the name of the game. Yes. <laughs> I thought Earl was making a joke. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I, I, dude, you lost me. You, get, you have, you have real games on your list too, right? Like... <laughs> yes, I have. I mean, it's a, it's a real game. Mostly, <laughs> mostly positive reviews on, uh, on Steam. <laughs> it's like, it's a really fun game. I got it because a lot of people were giving it positive impressions, and it turned out to be a really fun experience. Um. But yes, I do think after this, my list tends to be a bit more normal. <laughs> hey, it's it's your list. You can you have whatever, whatever you want on there, exactly. Earl, as long as it's Baldur's Gate three five times. If you have Super Mario Brothers movie on there, do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, at my number seven, um, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Mm-hmm. So Tony, let's talk about Star Wars Jedi Survivor. <laughs> Hey, no. maybe it's my number one. It's is it just, it, No, it's, it's not on my list. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think safe. it was. Flying <laughs> Mark. I I didn't expect to like this game very much. Um, I I'm not wild about the the Dark Souls type gameplay. Um, and I and I kind of think it's the worst part of the experience of this game. But 
I do really enjoy I enjoy the combat. I love like whipping out the lightsabers, doing the blocks, and being surrounded by enemies and switching stances and all that is so much fun. Um, also, it's the most Star Wars thing that I've experienced in a long time. Like the actual s- storyline feels better than like the last several movies that I've seen. Like it 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 generally feels to, to harken back to those original three movies and give you that kind of experience. It's an it's an adventure story, which yeah, like a lot of lot of the stuff gets away from a lot, a lot of the the games forget that too. Like they try and make it so much action oriented and like there's action, like you said, you you get surrounded by stormtroopers and other enemies, but like there's puzzles to solve and there's exploration to do and there's star fights and like there's cool things happening. Like it's, it's an adventure. Yeah. The, the locomotion is a lot of fun too. Moving through the environment. Um, it feel felt really samey in the first game. Like you spent, spent a lot of time sliding. I mean, you spend some time sliding here too, but there's a lot of wall running. There's lots of items that you find and things to ride and they just keep like changing it, which I think is cool. The game never feels the same from the beginning to the end. Yeah. Um, I, I too had a lot of fun with it. Clearly number seven on my list. Um, I think it's a, a step up over fallen order, which I liked a lot. It's just this, it, it felt more star Warsy, right? Like you're, yeah. you're doing, it's not just combat in the dark souls vein. It's, yeah, the, the first game leaned even more heavily into that. I think, yeah, yeah. I, I don't get the dark. Like I, I, I don't see that as much in this one. But whatever. It's it's less. It's much less in this one. Like it still has that. Like you know, you go to the the meditation point and all the yeah, enemies. Yeah, but it's like, it's like they didn't like invent save points. Like you know what I mean? Like no, I don't know. No, Prince of has that. The new one. It's it's like every game has that. I think like. I think Tony and I are on the same page. Though. Like like you just cleared out this area. And then, like, you get to the save point, and you sit down, and then all of a sudden, like, now now all those enemies are back, and it's like... It makes no uh, sense in a narrative game to do that. And that this this game has a very clear narrative that goes in one direction. Um, But, uh, yeah, I don't think it's as intrusive here as it was in, in Fallen Order, which I, I also like. That's, like, one of the few Dark Souls-ish games that I played through, so... All right, Jeff, what do you have at number seven? Number seven, I have Sea of Stars. Right, Guessing gonna, this is going to hold that. Yeah, we're going to hold off on that. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Tony, what do you have at number six? Uh, Company of Heroes 3. We're going to hold off on that? Mm, no. Oh, you're <laughs> no. good, buddy. <laughs> um, I, I really enjoyed this game. Uh, I, I feel like I enjoyed it more than most of the people who played it. Uh, but I like uh, the idea of having a Total War esque game in the in like World War Two. It's a lot. It it's a lot of fun to play through that. Uh, and they picked a theater that you don't often see in World War Two games, which is Italy. Uh, so you kind of got all these experiences that you hadn't really had before. Um, the previous Company of Heroes games had all focused. Like, like Normandy and the Russian front, like places that are super commonplace in these games. So it was nice to go somewhere else and have like a new experience. Um, being able to like move your units around the map, upgrade them as they fought, um, try to find like strategic positions before you opened up RTS battles. Um, 
having mostly interesting uh, random battles and then like a few uh, more scripted story battles when you hit certain points in the map, like Anzio, um, were fun. Th th those were great, great experiences, great spectacle. The game looks awesome with the explosions and, you know, everything flying and tanks exploding. It's, it looks great. So I enjoyed this one. They just put that on console, right? It, it is also now on console. Did did you give it a try there? Is it, does uh, it look I, as good or? It doesn't have uh, like I can't play it on like I have it on Steam, so I'd have to mm. buy it again to play it again. So I'm. Oh, it's not. It's not. It's it's only on a. It's yeah. it's only one console. They didn't put it on Game Pass. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Earl, what do you got at six? Um. Um. I'm not gonna say too much because I think I said a lot about this game last week. Uh, cassette. Cassette. Oh, cassette yeah. Yeah. So again, this is kind of that retro inspired Pokemon game where you're going around recording. Um, I don't know why I did air quotes so you can see me on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're calling this episode. It's air quotes. Air quotes. <laughs> uh, but as you go around collecting monsters on the recording monsters on these cassettes and the battle, you know, like different elements, they evolve and stuff like that. But even in the course of the battle, depending on the attacks and moves you do. Their elements can change. Their weaknesses and strengths can sh change as well, depending on how they're being attacked or how they're attacking. So it's just a really fun throwback RPG that does something slightly different and new with the Pokemon formula without being exactly like Pokemon. Um, and I believe, I don't know if it, it was a Game Pass game, so, you know, worth checking out. It's just a ton of fun. Um, overwhelmingly positive reviews on Steam. Yeah. People, people very much enjoy this one. Uh, I I still have not gotten to it yet, but it looks super cute. Um, let's see, what do we got here? We are at six. Uh, my number six is the Dead Space remake. Um, I I really like the original Dead Space. I think this is a great um remake of that game they've added some stuff made some made some adjustments that make it play better um add some some story bits that that make it a little more understandable um uh, you know isaac is not a mute this time around so the the story the narrative flows a little bit better than it did the first time around as well um and i just really enjoy exploring a uh, haunted, like nightmarish spaceship, just out in the open. Uh, the combat's still phenomenal. I, I love the the weaponry, which is just yeah. Uh, it's it's really cool. Like it oh, used tools, cutters, but yeah. yeah, like they're 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 not weapons in but you're like taking stuff that like bolt guns and stuff and and using them to cut off people's uh, well the monster's legs and limbs and uh, you get these you get the kinesis uh this, this well stasis where you can freeze them and then the kinesis where you can like rip their arms off and and attach them to the walls and it's like really cool combat stuff um I, I i as i said love the original one uh this is the definitive version of that i hope it did well enough that they redo uh two 
because that's my should, favorite. They should redo too. And yeah, it was really fun revisiting this game uh, with a new fresh coat of paint. And yeah, they did make changes to make. Like, I guess they you know they changed some of the things that people hated. Yeah, so like there, I don't remember. I don't know if you remember from the the first one, which I I played not too long ago. But there is a sequence where. And they do the same sequence in this one, but, but you're there's like, like asteroids in it. Yeah, like, yeah, like so, like, but you had to like shoot them down in the original one, and it was terrible. Like the control like stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now it's like you're you're outside and you're you're like powering up generators to shoot them down. Like it works so much better. Yeah, like, and this this has always been, in my opinion, like the best Resident Evil knockoff. Like in terms of, it kind of ripped off. Resident Evil 4 a little bit, kind of, you know? Sure, like the up-close camera. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just, it was fun back then. It was an awesome start to the year last year. Yeah, great, great, great start. All right, Jeff, what do you got at number six? All right, well, first off, like I just want to say everything from here on out are games that I pretty much loved and could have been Game of the Year contender, contenders um, in, in another year. Uh, but my number six is... Lords of the Fallen, um, game that like I did not love at first, and I, I think a lot of like Dark Souls ish games like they just they just feel so overwhelming at first, and this was that. But on top of it, like technical issues. But congrats to the team at whatever the fuck whoever fuck made it. Um, they, they great recognition and, and 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 condolences to them because I, I i know some of them got laid off today but um uh the the team that made this really supported it really listened to people and made it better and better it probably needed like six more months in the oven you know what i mean uh but what i got to play through and was a really, really solid approximation of uh, Dark Souls. One of the few, like, rip-off Dark Souls games, so to speak, that, like, just really kind of nailed the atmosphere and everything that you want out of a Dark Souls game. Um, it's just, you know, it had some technical issues at launch, but I still really loved it. CI Games, or Psy Games. was Psy, CI, congrats, guys. Sorry. Congrats, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh Tony, what do you got at number five? Uh I have the best uh mercenary game that came out this year. Uh War Tales. Mm. Um I I I know it when um Steam Early Access for a long time and launched earlier this year, uh with a with the final chapter, but great game to hop into. Um managing your own little mercenary company in a dark fantasy world. Uh but getting more into the, like the nitty gritty, it was it's not just like fighting battles to get money. It's like getting your guys to like get along. Like they have little fights and little tiffs that you have to manage. Um, you have to get get more granular into things like uh, your your group needs a cook, and you need somebody to be a blacksmith and make armor. And it's like person is not only like an archer or uh, a melee person. But they're also like they have a role beyond that, and I think that's really cool. You don't normally see that side in these sorts of games. They really tend to focus on the military side. So it's not just managing that, but also managing like what what recipes you have. Is the food diverse enough? Do people like it? 
Um, and those things actually matter. And I think that's kind of fun that they went into that. Plus, um, the world is divided into like areas, and each area has a distinct storyline. And those storylines are really fun to follow, and they have distinct choices which affect what happens in that particular area. So you can side with one side or the other in a rebellion. You can oppress people. You can allow the plague to ravage everyone. Like you, you, you can affect, which I think is cool. You don't normally yeah, see that neat. in these sorts of games. So I think War, T- War Tales is great, and that's that's all like combat aside. Combat is a lot of fun. Um, the abilities are a lot of fun to use. Uh, it's randomized. So I played uh, a ton of like Battle Brothers, where every battle was fun, but it always felt like you would come up with a formula and be able to follow that. These battles start off with your guys scattered and you have to figure out each each time through uh what's the best strategy for this particular instance um which i also think is cool um you're always on your toes trying to like solve puzzles which i i think is like one of my favorite things about strategy games yeah being able to like kind of like making like chess moves yeah Yeah. As, as opposed to like finding the optimal opening and doing that over and over and over. Yeah. Earl, what do you have at number five? I'm assuming this is actually a game we'll talk about in a bit, but we'll see. Uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom? Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Jeff did not mention anything there, so... You'll hear from it. All right, so we'll we'll get back to that. Um, my number five, uh, and I'm sure this is not on anybody's, but uh, Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line, which is the um, super Final Fantasy music game with like 500 tracks in it. That it's the the rhythm game. Um, I played it on Switch all the way through, and then I bought it on PlayStation Five. And I'm hold on, Chris. Let me check to see if it's on my list. <laughs> it's, I, it is <laughs> one. Every time I bring up Final Fantasy, you guys are like, "Who even plays that?" Like Jeff forgets that I bring anything up Final Fantasy related. I, I honestly <laughs> never remember that like any of these games exist. I'm like, there was a new fi- like. How is there always a Final Fantasy? There always is. <laughs> Um, There's also this, an actual Final Fantasy game this year too. So yeah, that, that did not, not make my list. Uh, this is better just than Final outside. Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, well, I finished this. Uh, it was <laughs> well, the Final Fantasy. <laughs> the never. first one. The first one was supposed to be the Final Fantasy. Yeah. It was. It, it actually like it was. I mean, it, it, the legend around how it got its name, Jeff, is that they were doing this fantasy RPG. And uh, the company was final about order. to go bankrupt, and yeah, so it was like, if we don't do this, this is the final game we're ever going to release. Oh, so man, cool. it's Final Fantasy, and then it was a giant hit, and uh, now we have sixteen of them, and like four billion spinoffs. <laughs> There's that like first, one every year. First, even sixteen was a misnomer. It's just two tens, three thirteens, multiple sevens. Yeah, so craziness. And then, yeah, then there, there's like a you know sub series like Final Fantasy Tactics and uh, these these music games. Like, there's so much Final Fantasy stuff. But um, I know you guys don't like rhythm games, uh, but uh, I like it's, it's, it, it's a it's different than Thumper. <laughs> um, 
but uh like if if you enjoy uh the f- music in the final fantasy games uh it's it's a great collection of that uh i think it ends ends up with over over 550 tracks in the game uh spanning not just like all the main series entries but uh, a lot of the side stuff and then square also has like a bunch of their other music in there from other games um other series like near and um some kingdom Hearts stuff i believe is in there chrono trigger that type of stuff so no it's not your guys cup of tea but uh i enjoyed it so much i bought it twice jeff what do you got at five the legend of zelda oh (laughs) i think we're still waiting on we're we're, we're gonna we're gonna wait a little longer all right wow wow I just want to note, someone placed the Zelda game above me on their Game of the Year list. Could be a contender for Game of the Year. No. <laughs> Tony, uh, is it Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, at number four? It is not. Okay, what do you got it for, then? Uh, Starfield. Okay. Um, it's, all right, hold up. Does, does Earl, have hasn't played it. Earl hasn't played it, so unless he's like, yeah, Starfield's my favorite. I've been lying to you guys all this time. <laughs> and you had it. You've you've named it already. It was my number ten. Yeah. All right, before twenty six, I just say this is like one of those games. There's two games on my list where it's like people hate it on, and I don't quite get it because it's it's what like Starfield is like a Bethesda game. Like, like yes, all right. absolutely. Like I don't get it. Like what do you want then? It had a good story and it was cool. I think it's yeah. also it's partially funny. because it's a Bethesda game, and I think people. Again, I think it's like people wanted something more evolved. It's after like, okay, years. you know the type of games they make. They made a pretty good one. Yeah, I don't I'm know. Not, like, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just I, saying. I I think there are a large number of gaming press who have an agenda with this particular developer. Um, they have bones to pick. Like Bethesda's blacklisted people. Um. I think it's people, though. Like, I think it's yeah. people like, playing the games. That, but, like... but, like, and, and you have reviewers playing the game telling people to play in a very specific way, and that way kind of sucks. And yeah, yeah. Like, if you, if you hop into this game and you didn't know anything about it, and you wander around doing awesome stuff for a long time, and then maybe you stumble upon this main quest, and then you discover that you can also have superpowers. And, like, I don't understand what the problem with discovering that late or whatever is. I don't I know really you want. Yeah. Like I, I enjoyed my time in the world and then I then I you know the the parallel universes you switch to the the new universe and now you can have a different experience in that new universe. I just don't I don't get why that was bad. Um but I I really liked it. It was everything I I I expected and everything I wanted from this game. Was it perfect? Did it change my life? No. I played Bethesda games before. Yeah. I wanted a Bethesda game. I hadn't played one in a long time and here it is. I just Yeah. Uh, better than Fallout 4, and yeah, yeah I, I just don't know what else. Like to me, it was a, a successful game, and I actually like near the end, I was like really into like what the story was doing. Uh, so I don't know. Like I dug it. You know, it's on my list. I I, I also think there are people who are waiting for best Bethesda to, to somehow recreate uh, that moment. Number one, when you get out of the dungeons in Oblivion. And yeah, or, or the, the light, uh, or you leave the vault the, for the, the first time. Free, yeah. Fallout Three, like those are like iconic gaming moments, and we'll probably never get that from this kind of game again. And people are just waiting for that to happen. It's just not going to happen. 
I guess, but again, it's just like what you know, what you expect out of these games. I got what I expected, refined, and yeah, I it's the, the story was solid. Like the best really, playing Bethesda right? game. The shooting yeah. is so much better than Fallout Four, infinitely better. I do wish I had a VATS system, but yeah, like yeah, it feels super solid. Like so I, I, I don't know. Again, like, what more can you ask than, like, a solid story, which I thought this was. I thought Starfield was a solid story. Uh, and, you know, a Bethesda game that, that, that like, is functioning. It's functional. It worked. It was good. I don't know. Um, I liked it. I did not finish it yet, but uh, it's the only game on my list that I didn't finish. But, um, yeah, it's I enjoyed everything I played in that game. Um, the shipbuilding is like super deep. Uh, it's like super interesting. Uh, there's like tons of you can build bases and shit that like I don't I don't know why you would. I I, th- I think the base building's a little bit overblown. I don't really see the point. Yeah, I don't know why you would, but it's there like if you want like to. It, like said, like uh, in Fallout seventy six, it's central to the experience. Yeah, it's, like, Fallout it's kind of what you're too. doing. It was like a big big yeah. piece of it, but here it's, it's like. Everything you're doing is going towards building the base, and if you're not gonna do that, then I don't see the point. There, there, there's this weird part where you're collecting those things, and you can like build this containment unit for them and put it on your base or on your ship, and they're like, "You need to put it somewhere defensible." Like, why? And no one ever <laughs> like comes after it or anything. I just, I don't, I, I don't know. Don't build things. Who's going to come after my base on this uh, moon that nobody's on? Right. Um, yeah, Starfield's great, though. All right, Earl, what do you got at number four? Number four, Sea of Stars. Um, we're going to hold off on that uh, a little bit. A little bit more in a little bit, but we're going to hold off on that. Oh, okay. Jeff, what do you... Oh, no, it's my turn. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're going to hold off on Jeff a little bit. We're going to hold off on you, Jeff. Uh, Disney Speedstorm. Um, I like hard on that one. Is that a game about swinging? Yes. <laughs> uh, fast. Swinging very fast. It's, it's just speed dating. Yes. Hey, next time you go to Disney, you and the wife can explore. No, absolutely not. <laughs> but not so long, this, you know. I mean, it's going to be a long time before we go back to Florida to, to go to. No, Disney, that's so. not what I'm saying. No, I I know what you're saying. <laughs> um, it's it is my favorite kart racer behind Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Uh, I think it plays great. Um, I think the tracks are are fantastic. They're they're smartly done too. They're they're interesting, but. They're also short. The races are generally under three minutes a piece. Um, so you're in and out real quick. There's a ton of content here. A deep multiplayer suite. Um, I'm not super big on the, the leveling up of, of all the uh, the racers. And like that's kind of how their seasons progress. Is like You need to have your racers upgraded so you can finish the, the season story stuff. But... In terms of just pure fun racing, it's awesome. Um, tons of like iconic characters that you kind of want to play as. Like they're just fun too. Like it's it's cool to be racing as Mickey and just 
knock Hercules upside on the side of his car and he goes spinning out the way. Um, it's fun to play as Olaf. Like they have, they all have cool special powers behind them. Like the, the game's great. Um, yeah. and it's free. So, well, yeah, it is Wasn't for me, but yeah, yeah, me too. It, it is a solid cart racer that I fell off of. Um, just because one with, you know, that type of game, it is the like some of it is dependent on people giving a fuck because yeah like, you, you want people to play with you if you have people over that's the other problem too is like on the switch i have four controllers you know what i mean like it, yeah. we're ready to go i got four pro controllers for you let's go you know uh, i don't have that on xbox and and i think it being an early access game if that's what it, it, it was, where it. it's yeah, it's out officially now. But it, it hurt it for me because like I liked the game, but then I fell off. Mm-hmm. I still have it downloaded, but I like you know you always like ah, now you can get goofy. And I'm like, ah, dude, I'm like way way far <laughs> yet. Like, uh, but it is like really solid car racing. They like they, they did a good job with it. It's just like I didn't like how. It should have been released as a full game, and here's a seventy dollars game, and you get everything, and, and and none of this bullshit. But yeah, I I wouldn't have been opposed to that. Um, yeah. but like it keeps me coming back every every couple months yeah. because because of their season shit, where it's like you know they're in the middle of their frozen season, so I I jump in and I get yeah. you, know, you you get you get Olaf. But then, like, you can earn Anna and Elsa and Kristoff and the bad guy. I don't remember who the hell he was, but um, so can, that's what keeps me coming back. I can and see I'll, myself getting back into it too because the fundamentals of it are solid. Like, the track yeah, design and the racing is really good. You know? And I think it is on Switch, Jeff. And then, multiplayer yeah. wise, like local multiplayer, everything's unlocked. So, Every yeah. character that's available is like you don't have to buy them through you don't have to like earn them through this it's just all unlocked. So if you want to play with other people, yeah, no, um, that's free. Yep, yeah, it's all all the characters are there and all the new courses and everything. So um I do like that aspect of it. Um but yeah, it's a phenomenal uh kart racer. Uh that's and I play a lot of stuff on Xbox. It's the the best one. That I have on Xbox. So, Jeff, what do you have at number four? My number four was my number one for uh, most of the second half of the year, and that is Diablo Four. And it's another one that I'm like, I don't get what people want out of this. And Chris, you're one of them. Like, it's Diablo. It's, it's refined. It's, like the, the, the yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Like you, you, you celebrate. I, I, I feel, I feel like the combat is better than it was in Diablo Three. It's not just like you're walking through enemies like they're paper mache. Like it, there's some actual like good feel to the combat. I don't know how to explain it, but you know what I mean. Like it feels good, and it's Diablo, and and fucking, I thought the campaign was awesome. I thought moving it to open world was awesome. My only like. Real like complaint about the game was after you get the, through the campaign, they give you more more stuff to do, but it's like I felt like I was never ever getting any better gear or weapons. 
And so, like, after the game was over, like, it lost me after, but, like, I, I swear, I played it for at least a month after I was on the campaign. And I was, like, trying to drag my wife and my buddy, who I play it with, like, let's play, let's do, let's do another Nightmare Dungeon or whatever, right? And we all kind of just felt, like, once I gave up, we all kind of fell off it because it lacked that staying power with, at least for me, like, you just never got anything new. Like, it was like, all right, this is garbage, this is garbage, this is garbage. But the game itself, like, the campaign itself, I thought was awesome. And, and, I, had a, and I had a blast with it. And, again, until some of these other games showed up, it was my game of the year. I'm I'm glad you liked it. I didn't hate it. Like it's, you know, it just did not did not do it for me in the way that previous Diablos have done. Um, I just don't know how anyone would like Diablo three more. Is like, would you put Diablo three above this one? I would. Yeah. Uh, I this is this is maybe like I this is maybe my least favorite Diablo game. Maybe maybe I put this above the first one because that one is hard, really hard to go back to. But that's um, crazy. Uh, yeah, I, I like what you were complaining about end game though. That's kind of where I was for a lot of the game. The um, game. <laughs> like I just wasn't getting, I wasn't getting anything to make me better. Like it was like, I'm getting all this shit, but I'm just selling it or scrapping it. And, and like, you know, getting the materials for it. I wasn't getting loot. And I think that's what, that's what the hook in three was. Is like I was constantly always getting shit that was like, "This is better. This is I better." And like, I don't know how they fucked up the, like, like that's that what that game dopamine, is. Right, you yeah, get that dopamine kick in that three, hit. and they were like, yeah. and that that's what three I think has over four is like I was all constantly every time I played, I was like, I'm improving. Like even if I'm not, like even if it's just like a slight green uptick, I got something cool and I added it on. And but you... like finished this more recently right like so like yeah you have not fixed that <laughs> no still like was not getting stuff like i would play like an hour hour and a half and i wouldn't get anything at everything all everything i got was garbage after the campaign and, um, and near the end of the campaign as well yeah i i think that it has an awesome opening act all, all that stuff in like a the the russia area the snow stuff i thought all that was cool i think it cools down a little bit in like acts two, three, four, and then picks up again in five and, and six. Uh, when you finally do get to catch up with Lilith, I thought all that stuff was great. Um, but yeah, it just didn't, didn't hit for me, but I'm glad that you had a ton of fun with it. I loved it. I, I think it's a game that's close to being great. And, and, and like, hopefully they get it there. Like, yeah, it'd be great. I would yeah, like I to go Diablo back three. and play as another character and, and have it improve. Yeah, like Diablo three was not all there to begin with, and 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 they reached a point where now it's a classic, and so yeah, that game was notoriously broken at launch. Yeah. Like people couldn't even play it. So, but <laughs> for what it's worth, I thought like the Diablo four we got at launch, I thought the campaign was great, and so I stand by that. All right, yeah. I mean, I am super happy that that you had a great time with it, Tony. What did you have at three? Now we may finally talk about Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Yay. Can we? It's not on my list. <laughs> Jesus. Well, well you yeah, play you it. Play it. Yeah. I can play it. So Earl? I I've already you, you you guys paired. You guys both had it yeah. at five. Yeah. Um I don't think I'm as harsh as Jeff is with his 
criticisms, but I'm in kind of the same boat in that like it is kind of more a Breath of the Wild. Um, yeah. I, I think the powers are slightly better. Um, at least, you know, more versatile to a degree. Like the one yeah. where you can just zip up words, it's kind of whatever. And I think fuse <laughs> the ele- think, elevator. Yeah. <laughs> like they made it such a big deal about that. I'm like, okay, but you can't even the range is so wide and it has to be something above. You were just like, we created these caves, we need a quick exit. You have fast travel in this game. I mean, just use that. Um but yeah, I mean, fundamentally, it's still a really fun game. It's still really solid. It is still, you know, it still has some amazing encounters and stuff. But I think it, nothing feels necessarily as groundbreaking as Breath of the Wild did. I think part of it was, I think a big part of it for me is like the big additions is the sky, which is so disjointed. Like, I thought it would be something akin to Skyward Sword and, uh, and, and like, oh, you got a bunch of islands you can explore and stuff like that. And there's yeah. stuff like that, but it's not really that. And then the underground, I just don't like the underground. <laughs> yeah. It's scary. Yeah. yeah it, it's, it's just like, nothing. It's just it's, I, it's It's one of those things, it's one of those game mechanics that I don't necessarily love too much. It's the same reason why I don't like Metroid Prime 2 as much as I can I was going to say, do you want to play some Metroid Prime 2? Go in the underground. Yeah, it's like that thing where it's like, oh, you can explore, but like, be careful because we're going to punish you for exploring if yeah. you don't do that at our pace. And I'm like, oh, this isn't as fun as just getting me out in the roof and just doing what I wanted to. Whereas, like, Breath of the Wild was just a, this pure absolutely new thing you know this is just like a refinement of it with these things that like they added like again i wasn't crazy about the sky world or or you know the underworld and it's like all right like it's good like it's probably better than breath of the wild but it's not didn't have the impact on me that like breath of the wild was like one of my favorite games of all time and this was just like yeah is good, but there's five games like I like better this year. <laughs> like, I, I I think one of the reasons I probably have it higher than either of the two of you is if you didn't like Breath of the Wild. I didn't get yeah, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Into it. yeah so, so I was having these experiences for the first time that you had in the previous game. Yeah, no, I I totally get it. Like, yeah, and if you ask me objectively, I think that this one's better. Like, it's better than Breath of the Wild, but it, it's just you know. It didn't hit me like Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild like blew me away. Like this is a new thing, you know. I I, I do like the the fusing power, like putting things together, um, mm-hmm. the ability to build things with the hand. Like you could build some really yeah. cool stuff. And you've probably seen the video. Of the create like I I am not creative enough to build like an ATAT or like <laughs> a rocket ship. But people really really got into doing cool stuff with it. I I, I think that was. And this isn't necessary for us for Game of the Year, but I think I mentioned this last week as well. The thing that I found so fascinating about it is that people got into it and people were... But I feel like it did not have the eggs the same way Breath of the Wild did, where people kept on doing wild and crazy things. It was just an iteration of Breath of the Wild. You know? Like, Breath of the Wild was a game changer. And there's nothing wrong with with iteration. It's still a really great open world experience. It's just like coming off the back of what was really kind of a revolutionary game at the time and feeling more like, oh, like we're expanding on it. But like, 
I think if it had a new world, or even if it had some a new giant mechanic, like I don't understand like why the bike from the DLC wasn't like made a main part of. Yeah, game. what the fuck, dude? I don't get that. Like you, they added things in the DLC that that were not in here. I'm like, why? Like, I don't know. Like again, I'm not like the game is great, and I will. Yeah, I mean, it's it a top five. But... Yeah, but it is like, it's just not enough. Like. I really think that using the same map really hurt it for me. Like going into it, I was worried about it, and then when I discovered, yo, that's exactly what it is. Oh, that hurt me, man. I was like, I bet I've explored this world. I spent three hundred hours in this world, and you're giving me the same world. What the fuck? That hurt. But like, it's a great. It is a great game. So it's like hard to like. Again, it made my list as well. So. Anything else on Zelda? Give me a 2D one. That'll cool. be good, yeah. I, yeah. I see, I wasn't quite I, what I meant, but... I was going to say, I feel like Zelda's <laughs> in an interesting position going forward. I feel like, you know, I don't think people will necessarily want a third Breath of the Wild, but I don't... I, I don't. Is, is it enough time where people would want an Ocarina Time-esque game again? I think like 2D is just like, that's just going to be like, oh, this is a waste of time and resources for a lot of people. I, I think that they have to continue the traditional Zelda and the way to do it is 2D, but that's just my opinion. I, I, I really I really hope we get like an awesome 2D Zelda on Switch. I, I would love that since I prefer 2D Zelda, but, yeah, but that, is, that is a conversation for next week or yep, beyond. That's 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 a that's not a today one, but I'm just, just leaving that out there. Earl, what do you have at number three? I'm assuming nobody else has this. I mean, that's been most of my games, but F Zero ninety nine. I played it. It's cool. What was it? Oh, F Zero. Yep. Um, yeah. No, I, it's it's not on my list, but yeah, great game. Yeah, it's it's such a. I I mean, I think I could be wrong. I feel like I've been a bigger fan of a lot of these like ninety nine games in general. Like, I mean, like Super Mario thirty five, Tetris ninety nine. I didn't really play the Pac Man one as much. So good. There is just something about like. It's a really fun format to kind of like redo some of these retro games. And, and they fleshed a... this one out a little more. Yes. I thought, and I yeah. think more than any of the other ones, this one makes sense. It's a racing game. <laughs> so it's just like <laughs> easily to do elimination. Yeah. It's like, and it's because it's you're because like the other ones, you're playing a game that's affecting other people and that's affecting you. This one, you're all on the same thing. Um, and like things can affect you, but it's like it's such a naughty idea. And I know I'm I'm not the biggest F Zero fan. I do enjoy the franchise, but I know people have been clamoring for a sequel. But I'm like, I really feel like this is probably one of the best ways to kind of bring the franchise forward, where it's not necessarily a big seller, but you got such a fascinating and really cool experience that it's like, yes, yeah, like you want these really fast cars. But not only is it really fast cars with like these tracks and all these uh, like not elements. I mean, there's like wind and stuff. Like then you have 98 other drivers to contend with, and then yeah, like, you're gonna cool. throw in bomb cars and all these like. And it's like okay, and like you know sometimes you can like get this giant boost, drive across people, but you gotta know when to use it. So there's elements of strategy, there's elements of luck, you know. There's and it's like it's simple to really for you know. There's not a ton of variety in vehicles, but. It's enough that like, do you want to go big and heavy and just knock people around? Do you want to go sick and fast, but you know, be knocked around and everything in between? 
So it was just it was just like one of those surprising experiences where I'm like, oh, this is actually kind of this is I don't think it would be ever, ever be what I would have asked for for an F zero sequel, but it's like yeah, give me more. Nice. All right, my number three is uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. So we're going to talk about that in a second. Okay, that's, yeah, fine. that's mine as well. That's your your uh, your number three as well. All right. So Tony, what do you got at number two? Uh, I have the Mario movie. Uh, this excellent. <laughs> I was right over the trick. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I, I have Assassin's Creed Mirage. Uh, I think Assassin's Creed games had gotten super bloated. Uh, had kind of lost that element of actually assassinating people. And I think this game kind of brings the series back to its roots. In a game that's not, I mean, calling it bite size, it's not bite size. It still takes like 16 hours to play through the whole game. But comparatively, though. <laughs> in, in an experience that you can actually, you know, get through and hold on to the, the whole thing. Like the opening of the game makes a reference to something that happens at the end. And in previous, like the last like three Assassin's Creed games, there's no way you would have ever gotten that reference because the games are so freaking long. Um, but it also comes down to like planning assassinations and figuring out things out about your target and talking to people and doing things for them so that they'll give you information and uh, figuring out the right the right way to 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 take your person down. It it, it really is a game about assassinating people, uh, which like the last few games you've been ba- basically a war leader. Um, so I, I I like how they brought it back. I think the gameplay is great. The story is absolutely fantastic. Um, it's my favorite Assassin's Creed game in a long, long time. Fantastic. Love to hear that. It, it just just missed out on me getting to play it this year. So, um, Earl, what do you got at number two? Hey, it is a little game because Super Mario brought this wonder. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um. Again, I feel like we uh, went over out of it. At, well, no, we actually talked about the music, not the actual game. Um, and I'm going to start in a weird place with this game. Um, because, like, for the years, it's always been like Nintendo doesn't do online, and it's so weird. And this game doesn't have actual online co-op, which is still such a strange decision. But what they do is such a fascinating thing that I actually do really enjoy it. It's kind of um, journey-esque in that like you have like these silent partners going through the stage with you, and it's more it's more uh, noticeable in those um, those like ser- those search party stages where like, you will have people who will stick around on that stage to try to help other people figure out like what they're missing or where to go look for a token and stuff like that. And it's really fun to kind of see people finding ways to communicate. Either putting up the standees, like you know, standing in place and jumping up and down and moving about, and I'm like, oh, it's actually very fascinating, and it's a way that there's no way to be toxic, I think, in that. And I, that's nice. It's really fun, and then like I got to experience the game recently again with a friend, Noku Co-op, and that was also fun. Uh, it, it, it's you know, especially being coming off of the the, the previous two uh, D Mario games where a lot of people. I'm a fan because I mean, being addicted to your friends is fun, but um, like you know, no collisions and stuff. Like actually going through the game and seeing like the stages still really work with um, four players seated, or I mean, in this case, two players seated on the same couch. There's that thing I think Sonic Superstars does as well, where like one person's ready to focus. Like you can't like 
you know, certain stages, you can't bear too far off of the person certain control or you kind of quote unquote die and go into the ghost bubble and stuff like that. But um, I'll let you two talk about the game, but I, I just wanted to touch on that real quick. I, I mean, I love 2D Mario. Um, and I think this is uh, one of the most inventive, fun versions that, that they've had in, oh, it's it's been quite some time. Uh, so, uh, Super Nintendo? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> like uh they've just like they added so much new fun stuff here that uh the the wonder flowers like the that you know they change the way the environment is and they have these like little challenges that go along with it. Um it's all super neat, like well done and then the, then they have like the what are they, the badges and they have these badge challenges which are all specific to that badge. So it's like you know, if you have the uh, like the little parachute hat thing, um, the whole level is designed around you utilizing that to the best of your abilities. Like it, it's easy enough. I think most people will get through it with no problem. But like then it has these like fun, challenging levels just interspersed throughout that it, it's a, just a joy to play. Yeah, and I and I do like that the badges in some ways, depending on you know who you are, can add challenges if you need them, um, or they can make the game easier if you want. I you know like I again, they're really nothing stages, but play times actually really fun. Where it's like like sometimes you just kind of want to you want to W. Like again, it's not a hard game, but I'm sure for other yeah. people who have like it's nice to just got a stage where it's like give me ten fifteen seconds, we're gonna make sure you beat this stage, but you get that W, you get that wonder seed. Um, both a pro and a con, as I, you know, you, you, you mentioned they introduce a lot of new stuff in this game. Uh, but sometimes they introduce stuff, and they use it for an apple, and maybe a second apple, and it's like, I kind of want to see more built on this. Yeah. And it's like, no, we're good, we're moving on. <laughs> like, I, I appreciate that, because then you get something new, but I'm like, there's times I'm like, I kind of want to see where you can spend more on this idea. And give me more that idea was really cool. Yeah. Because there's sometimes where like I get a one to see and I do something I'm like oh it's over already I'm like okay this is just gonna this is just a tease to show me what's gonna happen later and it's like you go to the next stage it's like no completely different concept different enemies different one to see the fact I'm like oh okay <laughs> yay Jeff you got got anything there uh yeah I thought that this that I love Mario games but I thought the two D Mario was played out and it was done for and. You were you were uh, thinking about not even picking this up. Yeah, I was I was not excited for this. But you know, of course you know me. I buy shit and uh Yeah. And I was kinda surprised that they found a way to make a two D Mario game in twenty twenty three feel fresh. Uh and you know, it was it was a new world, new enemies, the flower bullshit and uh, just a fresh coat of paint, like you know, like new animations. Like it, lo- it just looked slick. The whole game looks slick, and yeah, it just surprised me. Like it, it's just, it is a super solid 2D Mario game, and it's the best one that we've gotten, in my opinion, since Super Mario World. So, I I will just say, and I I am a fan of you. I, I feel like it does not get the love it deserves. It's a really great 2D platformer. 
Which one, Earl? Uh, it's more about this you. Oh yeah, you's great too. Because yeah, I would put you up there with um, World and Three, and One they're up there now too. But I would have put um you up there with them because I think it's a really great platform. <laughs> um, and the music in this, yeah, fantastic. So, um, so much so that we gave it a best best music. So. Um, all right, my number two, uh, we can finally talk about Sea of Stars. Uh, Don't everybody uh, start at once. <laughs> I think it's just Chris and I, right? Uh, Jeff had it on his. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoy, uh, you know, this style of RPG, uh, like Chrono Trigger and, and you know, that, that type of, of style here, uh, the music is fantastic, but really the the story and the characters, uh, specifically Garl, our character of the year, um, is just so good. Like it, it pulled me through the entire game. Um, I, I enjoyed everything about this. Yeah, I mean, I I, I mean, uh, kind of to echo your point. Um, again, I think it's one of those where. Uh, a good example is I saw the Golden Sun on um, the NSO this week, and it reminded me why I don't like JRPGs too or RPGs too much. Is like a lot of them are not. I I, I actually do enjoy Golden Sun, but it's so kind of slow to get going, and then you're kind of in battle and you're just watching stuff play out after you make a decision. And like the Sea of Stars takes that and kind of evolves it, where like you're always kind of engaged in the game, like your timing. Again, it's very uh, Paper Mario, Mario RPG-esque, where you like time and attacks. Like each attack has a different pattern. Yeah. Like, um, um, and the fact that you're also like, you know, you're, you're building up this meter and like figuring out when to do team attacks or when to like, it, it's, it's just a facet, it's a fun system, really great characters, a really kind of gorgeous world um, that I just enjoyed exploring and playing through. <clears throat> For me, like, I don't have a lot of nostalgia for this era of RPGs, but, like, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like I can imagine, you know, going, but uh, it, it felt modern at the same time. Like, it, it was... It, it's, guess, this, it, it's it's by the people who did The Messenger, who also, like, yeah. made, made, like, Ninja Gaiden and... and like they they took that concept and brought it forward and made it modern feeling there too. Yeah. So like they they have an understanding of how to make nostalgia new. They modernize it in a way that feels like it's still something that could have possibly happened back yeah. then. And um, but yeah, if someone doesn't have a lot of nostalgia for these type of RPGs, it was just a lovely game. Like it was, it's the only game on my list that I have not beaten. But that has no fault of the game itself. It, it's just, you know, timing. It came uh, out seven days other, before other games, Starfield. Yeah, other games came out. But uh, I loved it enough that I included it on my list, and I totally back you guys up that it's a great game. I'm I'm glad that both you and Earl, who don't particularly like these type of games... Um, Bags, you find enjoyable. Solid, man. Yeah. It's super yeah. solid. Yeah, super. Like, I mean, it's definitely in my wheelhouse, but I'm glad that, like, it... it it's speaking it to other people yeah, as well. People, I think, beyond the core audience loved it. I think even Tony, who didn't didn't make his list, I think he even like, eh, it's nice. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Which is it's high praise for Tony. So. Wow. 
Jeff, what do you have at number two? My number two was my number one for most of the back half of the year, and that is Pikmin for uh, Nintendo's Nintendoized strategy game. <laughs> Finally got a new fucking entry after a decade, and it did not disappoint. And it was interesting because, like, I'm playing through the game, and I'm like, this is pretty good. Uh, you know, I beat it, I'm like, uh, that was pretty solid. But I did not realize after beating it that there's like an entire game after that in in, in terms of content. Like, so I, I think the game itself was like three or four levels long. There's two full gigantic levels for you to do after you roll credits. On top of that, there's like full like games, like there's full modes, um, including. You know, a lot of us who are fans of Pikmin 1 that had the, like, oh, you have 30 days to complete this mission. They have that, but it's 15 days. It's like upping the challenge. I played through that. I played through all the extra levels that you unlock after beating the game. It was just, like, insane. It's like, I beat this game after, like, 25 hours, and here I am 60 hours into this game, just absolutely loving it. And, and it's just... At the end of the day, at the end of all of that, I was like, this is the best fucking Pikmin game I've ever played. And Pikmin is like, honestly, to me, it's like, it's really up there in the terms of the Nintendo series. Like, you know, you have like Zelda, Metroid, and Mario, kind of like the top three. I don't know, man. I think like Pikmin has surpassed Metroid for me. Like, I, I just absolutely have always loved the series. I thought Pikmin 4 was, like, a surprising iteration of it, where it was, like, at first I was like, yeah, was, you did okay, cool, it was good, the new one, and then, like, the more I played it, I was like, oh, no, this is the deepest Pikmin, and this is the best Pikmin, and this is the one that's going to catch the most people, and it kind of has, like, it, it's more successful than any of them. Uh, so, anyways, that's why it's my, my number two, almost my number one. I, I, I look really forward like to the so. day when Jeff gets access to play other RTS games. Like oh, it's never happening. That's never happening. He's, he's going to have the same experience he's having with a game I think yeah, we're going to yeah. talk about shortly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pikmin is like it's uh, this one in particular. Um, I'm I don't I don't love one. It's the doggo. It's the doggo. Yeah, the doggo is super cute, but like everything about this game is super cute and uh, enjoyable. Like it's just, it's just happy. Like yeah. <laughs> I like playing it. It's I great. More death and explosions in my strategy games. I am I the only one though that? Am I the only one that like beat it and and played beyond that? Uh, yes. Okay, so uh, I highly recommend that you do so because, like, I'm telling you, the best stuff is after the end credits. Like, it's... I will just say you mentioned it, but it's so funny because, like, you were like, I was surprised because, like, every I remember every review when the game was coming out was like, and, and when you think you're done with the game, it's not over yet. I'm like, okay, we know what this means. You just can't say it because of embargo. I think some of the reviews kind of missed that because, like, they did not emphasize enough how much. Like, because again, it's it's really like more than like what you played until the end credits is after the end credits. It's like Animal Crossing. It's like yeah, you could beat you get to the end credits in a month, but like there's there's way more stuff, you know. Uh, like it really is like 
the best stuff in that game is after the end credits. The best bosses, the best areas, the best modes. Everything is after you beat the game. So, like, if you're enjoying it, like, if you guys have enjoyed what you have played of it, I fucking highly recommend. Please keep playing Pikmin. You will be not disappointed. All right. Uh, Tony, I, I know what you have at number one, but, yeah. but tell me. Uh, you're going to make me say it out loud. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3. Uh Finally, finally, Jeff, you've experienced a real game. Finally. It's not my number one. <laughs> is it not? Is my, <laughs> the Mario movie is your number one? Yeah, it's, it's Mario movie. <laughs> All right, so I'm I'm going to just... Let, let's, if, if it's... Jeff, if it is your number one, it's let's just hold one. it for, for a minute. Earl, what is your number one? Hi-Fi Rush. All right, let's talk about that. Um, it's not your number one, Chris? Hi-Fi um, Rush is not my number one. It's my number number eight. Oh, I know what Chris's number one now is. Oh, God. <laughs> God, oh, yeah. God is his number one? He's embraced religion? Yeah. Oh, God. Crossing <laughs> himself? Uh, it's the... the, the uh, Chris, the, you did not have Baldur's Gate on your list? It's not on my list. Jesus Christ. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it. But, yeah. Uh, this is going to be a very fascinating uh, yeah. discussion, I think. yeah. But uh, yeah, I I mean I I was I was going through this just I was trying to think of everything to uh, anything to put above High Fire Rush because I make I really joke that this was my game of the year in January and going through it every month I'm like I don't think of I can't think of a game that I had a better time with I mean it was just a combination of all of the things I enjoy it had a really great art style very kind of saturday morning cartoon-esque an amazing soundtrack and score because that's what the game was set to um it's an action game with a ton of personality um platforming uh combat moves that you learn and evolve a fun and funky set of characters a really weird premise because you are going through a factory and fighting like the head of security and like you know, um, HR and stuff like that. Um, like, but you get this. Like, you're, you're taking down the C-suite of this corporation. Yes, uh, by accident because like you were there for the test, and it's all nonsensical. <laughs> but it worked for me, and it was just like it's just like one of those things where it's like, because uh, you mentioned earlier, like you know, not a lot of people on the show like rhythm. I enjoy rhythm games. But I, I find like if it's an, there needs to be an element to it aside from just like doing that. I could do the music one because it's the instruments. But because um, I, I was reminded of oh, crap, I forget the name of it. There was like that Steve game Sega made on the 3DS. That was a rhythm game, and like you were like a thief, and you had to do certain stuff to activities. And similarly, is that Elite Beat Agents? No, Elite Beat Agents was Nintendo, and that was on the mm. DS. There was one I was going to play, but there's also like a Rhythm Thief game or something like that mm. that Sega made for the 3DS. But I guess this was um, just one of those experiences where I'm like, it's like one of those games I kind of wish I can go back to and experience for the first time again. And I think part of why it worked for me, aside from everything else, was like, because there was like, there was not years and years of anticipation and hype. There wasn't months. It was just like, Microsoft's like, here's a game. It's uh, it's on Game Pass today. Check it out, and I checked it out, and it was it. it I mean, clearly, it was like an experience unlike anything else I had in 2023 in terms of video games. And I 
you know, there's rumors out there that it may be ported to the Switch and the PlayStation. And I hope it is. I, I hope that a lot of people get to experience the game. I hope that people get to see what's so special and magical about this game. And I hope we get to see more of this franchise. We get to see more of these characters. We get to see more of the cat and like your weird amp um, thing. Um, it's 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 just a it's just I like now I'm like I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm like okay, I could just kind of see jumping to the beat and like dodging and hammering with that and using my cat as an attack. And yeah, just just a, just an utterly fantastic experience. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot and, and it coming from Tango Gameworks who are most known for doing like, uh, Resident Evil style games with the evil within, um, <laughs> it's just nuts that like they, they put this super colorful, uh, and happy and exciting, quirky, uh, game out there, uh, that, that does not fit a mold that like anybody was utilizing. So, um. I, I really liked it as well, Earl. All right. Um, my number one is Alan Wake 2. Um, I know nobody else here played it, so uh, I'm fine with that. Uh, it it hit every it hit all the right marks for me. Like it is a survival horror game. Uh, has Remedy's weird quirkiness. Uh, has their their you know ridiculous storytelling and and you. Know, interesting level design aspects to everything and it is some like really really cool stuff gameplay wise uh where you would shift reality uh when you're playing as alan um because you're you're a writer and you are you are writing out the story as it goes along and then uh, all the stuff with saga was super interesting um it's it's mind-bending it's fun um, it looks phenomenal. Uh, just it hit across the board, and I am gonna, like super excited to continue jumping into into this world that they are doubling down on. They're they're evidently tying everything together into the remedy verse or whatever. So I am uh, I'm super on board with them. All right, Jeff, Tony, tell us about <laughs> your number one. Uh, some little indie game uh, about yeah. about, a, about uh, the the third gate in in Baldur. <laughs> Does it yeah. actually qualify as an indie game? I don't know. They are yeah. independent. They self publish this game, so I would suppose it's indie. <laughs> I mean, we're rebels, man. <laughs> so rebels. No, it, it is it is the sequel to two of the biggest CRPGs ever that were not independent. They were published but, by Interplay, but, but but were also not made by this developer. Yes, not not made by Larian. Here's what I'll say like twenty five years ago. Here's what I'll say about it. Like one, it kind of introduced me to a new genre of games, got me into them. So that alone is pretty cool. But I'd always been like, a, I'm a huge, like, I love RPGs. I'm an RPG guy, and, like, this type of RPG is the most RPG that's ever RPG'd. <laughs> like, it's just, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, like, you, you kind of, you control how everything turns out, and um, you also get to come up with, like, very creative solutions to how things turn out. Uh, and it's just done with a level of polish that is like, again, it's it was my first CRPG, but like, um, you know, now having played 
like their previous game, which I love a lot. I, I love uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 a lot, but like th- there's a level of polish here. That, like everything about this game is like stepping up and above and beyond, and, and it's just incredible all around. So it's a complete package, too. It's it, it, There's not a lot of games that come out that feel complete nowadays where it's like you could have played this game on day one and everything was there and and was awesome uh but yeah i, I don't i don't feel like i i'm saying anything new in terms of like yeah it's it's really <laughs> great rpg if you love rpgs you are gonna love Baldur's gate 3 I, I i think one of the things it's done that's never been truly done before is taking that experience of like sitting down in a group and actually playing an RPG and having that like creativity and dice rolling like brought to life in game form. I, I love that they go to dice yeah. rolling. It's like you're, you're, that's what I think people don't really quite get is like D&D is a game. Like, you know, there's, you're, you're role playing, you're playing a character, but it's still a game. You're rolling dice. You're playing and like that. It brings that forward here. And, and it's weird. It's kind of, you, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of um, when Borderlands started putting the numbers in when you hit people. Yeah. Like the numbers would pop up on the screen. Like, A lot of RPGs have, have that. Every had since time immemorial has had this dice roll in the background. But they're like, no, we're going to show you. And we're going to give you abilities that will help you with this dice roll. And we're going to like toss those on the screen as well. We're going to give you ways to change the dice roll and mess around with it and like make it cool and fun. And it's, I just, I I can't tell you how magic it is to see that D 20, like rolling around and be like, no, I'm going to use my thing and re-roll it. That was, yeah. And to have that dice roll, like instantly affect what happens in the game. Like, Oh, now I'm in a fight now that I would have been in otherwise. Or now the or enemy not, has yeah. killed himself because I managed to talk him into stabbing himself in the neck somehow. Um, just like the, the the funny stuff that you can make people do. It's just it's just really cool. And just uh. like you know, comparing it to Divinity, it's like one the story is a million times better, and the way it can, the story is like told, like conveyed, is like a million times better. Like I don't know, everything about it is like a, this huge leap. For like these type of games, uh, and it's just a it's it's something I want to like go back and play again. I played it twice already. Um, do, do you think that like playing it a third time, Jeff, you could like influence it in a different way and get different yeah, outcomes? Or okay. absolutely. absolutely, it's it's not I, one of that like the the fact they have like the cascading things. There are a bunch of different outcomes. Like it's not like when they. I kind of think back to like uh, Knights of the Old Republic, like where you ended up light side or dark side, and that was it. Yeah, it was binary <laughs> choice. Like yeah. it's it's this is not like that, they, and they have thought through those choices so hard. That's and the way they cast yeah. it. It's it uh, it blows my mind. I have no idea how they wrote through all of that. It's crazy because it, like no matter what you choose, it's compelling. Like it's compelling tor- storytelling. 
whether you want to be whether you want to be good, whether you want to be something in between, like and sort of what I love about the games too is like it is not evil or or good. It's like it's just hard choices, you know? And they did a great job with that, but like, yeah, you could like you could play through it differently and, and beyond that, like I use like kind of like the default party that you would get just by by playing the game normally, but like I could play through it again and make an entirely different party, you know. And and I would imagine that those people's stories would be just as interesting. So it's it, it's pretty crazy. Like I don't know. Like the game kind of just blew me away. I am super happy that it has made you a fan of CRPGs, Jeff. It's cool. I, I, I'm uh, I'm getting near the end of uh, Divinity Original Sin 2, so I will be looking for something else soon. Uh, well, we, we, we gave you a couple last week. Uh, yeah, Dragon I, Age Origins not, and Wasteland 3. I've seen the uh, list. It's not that big. That's the thing. other thing, too. It's like there's like a handful of these games that people like. like. Yeah, that, that, this was a genre that literally died. It, yeah. They, that, they, uh, Larian brought it back with Divinity Original Sin, but it was gone. Like, there do. weren't any of these games for like a decade. It's just so up what ended. Like you just come up with like ways to like. I'll be like, I cannot like. All right, like tonight I was playing in Divinity and I was like, I cannot take on this group of guys. So you know what I did? I inched close to them and I teleported one guy out of the arena. Like teleported him on the other side of my team and then just killed him and then fought the <laughs> fight. And it worked. Like it worked. That like. That's what's so amazing about it is it's just so open ended. It's so like invites creativity and and your own storytelling. That like I don't know like I think that video games are very bad at storytelling, but there's things that they could do well. And one thing that they could do well is allowing you to tell your own story. And I think that Larian really fucking excelled with that in Baldur's Gate Three. Like no matter what you chose. Uh, it was compelling, and there was like incredible cutscenes or whatever to, to tell it. Which again harkens back to like, if you're if you're playing an in-person RPG with a DM, like no matter what yeah, happens, like, DM or... like no matter what happens, no matter what your idiot party decides to do, like the DM makes that story work. <laughs> yeah, right? and and this game literally does that. It doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. Like the game will take what you've decided to do. It makes it make interesting. That, like, yeah, I think like, it really is a great storytelling feat. And I'm again, I'm not. I'm the. You guys know, I'm the least video game story like guy. Like, but like, if you could do it like this, I'm on board. Because like, I was into it no matter what. You can play it vanilla. You can play it however. It doesn't matter. And and it's like it, you're shaping the story. I can't wait for the sequel in six years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give me like, one well, of these every six years. I'm happy because I've played well, for that. You already for three years, so. All right. Um, that brings us to our joint top ten. Um, we have seven games in common. Um, Tony, you are 
okay. I say we cut Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Sure. So that that leaves us with six games in common, and that would allow us each to kind of fit a game on here from our own list that isn't in common in like the back half. Um, it's like I'd like Alan Wake on this list in like the you know bottom of the ten. Just Assass- to fit Assassin's on. Creed should probably be on there. Okay. I want. You know what I want? I want some Pikmin. Okay. Earl, um, High Five Rush already already gonna be on the list. Uh, would you want like F Zero? That that's something you'd want want on here. Huh. Um. He's like, no, I don't like it now. No, I, no, <laughs> I, I, do, I do like it. I'm just trying. <laughs> Not that much. I'm trying because okay, because that's already what. So we have high fire. I'm just trying to see. So four of your top five are are already on it. Yeah. Okay, then I go five for five. Yeah. All right. Congratulations oh, wow. to the year of Earl. <laughs> well, my first half of this is very obscure and niche. So the second half had to make up for it. I'm assuming none of my top, like the six through ten, are making it. I'm sorry, Earl. All right, P. All right, P. Um. Okay, so uh, let's see. Uh, Hi-Fi Rush clearly not going to be be high on this, um, and neither are Sea of Stars, but uh. I think both are maybe slightly higher than Starfield. I mean, I Starfield was. Starfield. What was that, Jeff? I put it above Starfield. Well, I would put it above Starfield because it's. I think it's really one of the three that had Game of the Year from somebody here. Yeah, yeah. Well, Hi-Fi Rush definitely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So here. Let me give you guys uh, what I'm thinking for the bottom five. Uh, F099 at 10. Uh, Pikmin 4 at 9. Mirage at 8. Alan Wake at 7. And Starfield at 6. And then Sea of Stars at 5. I'm liking that. I'm liking it. All right, and that leaves I think us. I can support that. Then actually, and then Hi Fi Rush at four. And then uh, I feel like Zelda's three. Uh, so then we got Zelda, Mario, and Baldur's Gate three. Yeah, I think Zelda's at three because I don't think it was high. The highest I think was. I had Wait, Zelda at three. It, it, yeah, if if you do math. Mario Wonder ends up with more votes, but Baldur's Gate 3 had two top place finishes. So um, I, th- I think I think Zelda ends up at three. I think you're right, Earl. Yeah. And then it's then it's really just a debate on Mario if we Baldur's want Mario Gate. above Baldur's Gate or if we're, we're okay. fine with Baldur's Gate winning. Let me end your debate. Mm-hmm. I mean. Are you gonna end it? It's Father's <laughs> Gate. It's Father's Gate. Come on, dude. Like, did anyone actually have Mario at one? No, yeah. Earl had it at, at highest. Yeah, we got two. We got two number ones. Yeah. 
Yes, but we had three people with Mario. That were, you know, three or higher. Yes. If your goal is here, who did everyone, like, have a game, this game on their list? I guess Mario, but, like, I would feel really salty about putting Mario above Baldur's Gate on this. I guess, oh, I do with that. I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to fight for, for Mario. Like, I, I don't I don't care either way. If, if I had played more Baldur's Gate 3, it would have ended up on my top 10, probably bumping Starfield, but um, I don't care either way. So if, if Earl isn't a post, I am fine with letting Baldur's Gate 3 win, but if he wants the knife fight. I was not a post until Jeff said it would make him salty, and now I just kind of want you to see Jeff snap if we do put Mario <laughs> both. No, we don't state. want Jeff to snap. He's, yeah. he's of ill health. <laughs> think, think of his tennis elbow. Think of his tennis elbow. He's off this week. He can recuperate. He's like, I need to jerk off. <laughs> he, needs, he needs all like the... His, Dressed to be low, he needs like you know, warm. Can you pillows. imagine jerking off with Telesimul? It's like pain and pleasure. <laughs> well, some people are into that. So, I mean, you can speak to them about it, but no, I, I am talking. I will. I'm gonna find that subreddit. Telesimul, <laughs> all right. So. All right, I'm, I'm going to read this off. You guys tell me if, if we're good here then. F-Zero 99 at 10. Pikmin 4 at 9. Uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage at 8. Alan Wake 2 at 7. Starfield at 6. Sea of Stars at 5. High Five Rush at 4. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom at 3. Mario Wonder at 2. And Baldur's Gate 3 at 1. We want to to move any of these around. It sounds good to me. I like it. I like Baldur's Gate number one, baby. (laughs) The uh, this was maybe the easiest (laughs) top ten that we've ever come up with. But we uh, we don't often have like two people have the same number one. Yeah. Two very different gamers too. Like yeah. you know, uh, I, I mean, normally it comes down to an argument between me and Jeff. And that's, yeah, that's the other part. Is like since we're not, we're on the same side. That kind of you know calms we're, things down. Yeah, we're both kind of like this was the best game. <laughs> like I don't know, man. Like again, it, it is. Uh, it's weird for me as a, something like I've just been introduced into like this type of RPG, but like. Having played this and one other of their other games now, I'm like, man, Baldur's Gate is a huge leap above that. And it kind of, I think, introduced a lot of people to the genre. So it's an impressive game. Yeah, I think you'll see more. I think you will. Yeah. I can't wait. I I can't wait for them to do more Baldur's Gate or whatever they're going to do. Well, congrats (laughs) to Baldur's Gate 3 then. Um, Yeah, buddy. Followed up by uh by by Nintendo with <laughs> Mario and Zelda just pulling up number two and three spots. So Nintendo has a decent thing on this, don't they? They also have... and they also have Pikmin Four, yeah. And F Zero. Uh, oh yeah, so they they represent forty percent of our list. Uh, Nintendo, <laughs> a great twenty twenty three. Hey, really? It really was. Um, yeah. Overall, game wise, I think it was a fantastic. Uh, fantastic year for games. So I, I just think Nintendo, 
do something different with Zelda. Like, you gotta push it beyond. It really felt like this one was a little rusty on your laurels. Just saying. <laughs> really, just, just really. Victory lap. A little victory lap they did. But now you gotta, like, step it up. Like, Give me a give, give me Wind Waker and a new 2D Zelda. I just want Wind Waker. It's the only 3D Zelda I really love. <laughs> All right, we'll talk about that next week, though. Um, we'll be back. We will have new games. Jeff and I will have been playing Prince of Persia. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe I will be not cheap and pick. I really enjoyed the demo of that. If you oh, like oh, oh, yeah, the demo, like, so he can comment on it too. Uh, if you oh, like wait, to measure, you're gonna love it. It he, reminds me a lot of Dread, especially the parry system. Of who? Of Dread. Metro Dread. Oh, it's way better than that. Well, I'm mean, like the like the, like a lot of combat is like instead of actually combat, and it's like wait until like the enemies about to attack and parry you because of the oh, much easier okay, yeah, opening. Yeah. Yeah, um, Earl, that that is a that Ubisoft Plus is a way you you could play yeah. cheaper. Um, if you I think it's like for a month. a month, yeah, yeah. So anyway, recommend. I recommend. Um, we will we will talk about Prince Persia next week, along with a, a bunch of other stuff. I got a new arcade cabinet, so we'll talk about that. Ooh. The Microsoft thing today. Uh, the Microsoft thing, yeah, we could talk about uh, what our thoughts on first-person indie are, um, avowed, um, see if Tony's interested in Aura, the uh, mm. new new strategy sure. game that's coming out for Microsoft. So there, there's, a, there's a lot for us to talk about, but we'll do that next week. Congrats to Baldur's Gate 3 again. Jeff, say goodnight. Ball's gay, baby. <laughs>